Welcome back to another episode of On My Own Vibe. I'm your host, Nikki D, and I'm sitting up here with two special ladies. Would y'all like to introduce yourself? Nina, you can go ahead and go first. Sure. Hey, everybody. I am Nina Love, and I am super duper excited to be here um, and share with you all this evening. Awesome. Hey. Um, hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Amira. Um I'm a little nervous, but I'm excited to talk on this panel. Awesome. Okay, cool. So um, just to give everyone a little insight, uh, I like to have panels. You know what's interesting? Do you both identify as being friend presenting? Um, At this point in my life, I say yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of, I agree there. Yeah. Okay. But I'm very, very flexible. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. That's the best way to be. Um, yeah, I, I'm noticing that these, the, my first panel actually was a panel of fems too. Um, and so this is becoming an interesting um, habit. Uh, no, I think there's something special in duality. And I always like to um, be make sure that I'm always in touch and having conversations with my feminine divine self, and that aspect of me. So, but today, um, I would love to talk about pleasure. And so, um, I'm just going to shoot the first question out there that I have uh, that, you know, um, anytime that I have the basis of this conversation or even with the podcast this whole season is, what does pleasure mean to you? And can you describe the experience of pleasure? Like, what does it feel like to, to, to sit in that? Whoever would like to go first. I'll go first. This is Nina Love. Um, <clears throat> to me, pleasure equals pretty much deep, soul-fulfilling, divine alignment. That's the word that um, kind of resonates with me when, with, when it comes to pleasure, is alignment. Um, and that's across the board in life, like you mentioned earlier, Ashley. It doesn't necessarily have to be in a sexual, sensual capacity. Um, but we all have, you know, desires and wants and needs and our ideal experience, right? And so for me, pleasure is the manifestation of all of that. Okay, Nina, I would actually also too, because I, I think where you're coming from is, is just so in line with what you do on a regular <laughs> daily basis. So can you also like tell the people like, what do you like to do and um, what do you spend most of your time doing? Oh my God, Ashley, that's such a loaded question. <laughs> um, um, I I like to do it all. Um, I'm sure you've noticed over the years. I am I'm a lover um, at heart and a, and a teacher. So I have a lot of loves and a lot of passions. Um, a lot of them lie within the arts. So I have been known as a chef, culinary artist. I actually recently started um, painting and creating resin art. So that's one of my pride and joys. I absolutely love pouring paint and pouring resin. I'm also a singer. I started singing years ago when I was a child. Um, I've been singing most of my life. Recently, I've kind of not been singing as much, but music is my first love. Um, I am a holistic wellness practitioner, so I 
use crystals and essential oils and um, whole food nutrition to really support people in living their best lives. And um, I most recently have been expanding my wellness practice into financial wellness. And so now I'm kind of expanding that um, support and navigation around um, the financial side of, of wellness. And so, yeah, those are a lot of the things that I love. I love nature. I love all things African. Um, so you'll you see, you'll see me sometimes in my African garb. Um, I just love life and I love to be able to express myself um, to the fullest capacity. <laughs> I love it. I think there's so much pleasure that can be gained from art. Um, Absolutely. I've been, I, I, I haven't done it recently this year yet because I haven't really had time, but I loved, I picked up a spray painting. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, it was one of my favorite pastimes uh, early COVID, but I've been so busy lately. I haven't gotten back to it yet. Um, Amira, how about you? Let's talk a little bit more about what you love to do and what you like to spend most of your time uh, doing. Um, so, I mean, most of my time I work in the hospitality industry. Um, I like to kind of dibble and dabble in different jobs, like a lot of remedial jobs people really wouldn't you know think to do like everybody wants to go and just um find their career right away and for me I kind of just want to experience life and I want to experience every aspect of it so I just like to pick up skills you know in every field that I can um so I've had a lot of jobs (laughs) but uh, yeah so I I'm in the hospitality uh, industry right now because I want to eventually kind of open my own lounge and mm-hmm. I want it to be a space where you know you and we can have any type of person there you know I want everybody to feel welcome I don't want it to like be one type of niche because you know we're all different people I want everybody to intermingle like that so yeah that's that's what I'm doing right now what I love to do is that I'm into art myself like all forms of art um I'm a dancer, I'm a writer, um, I draw and paint, so, and I'm actually picking up tattooing, like, recently, so, yeah. That's oh, dope. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, so, how would you describe uh, pleasure? So, for me, like, I can speak just, I guess, on my experience, I feel like a lot of us feel the same way, in a way, but um, the physical, like, Pleasure comes in different forms. So you have the physical, the mental, and the spiritual. And I feel like with everything that you do, everything that you put your all into, like you should experience each part of pleasure. Um, So anything that stimulates my physical, whether it's dance, you know, even if I'm just going out to just dance somewhere or uh, my mental, like I like to read, I like to try to learn new stuff. um, That's pleasurable for me. Um, and my spiritual, like I'm learning now, I, I would learn from people like Nina, you know, to enlighten myself more, like stuff like that, that that's pleasurable to me. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I liked, there's a couple of things that really stood out to me was this, 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 uh, drive to learn more and experience everything that there is to experience, especially when you talk about jobs, right? Like yeah. I think people have a preconceived notion of you know what is what is a hierarchy of work per se right like mm-hmm. there's certain jobs that's below other ones where in actuality i think all these different skills are difficult for certain types of people to do like i know one thing i could never waitress waitressing would not be my thing i don't pay no attention <laughs> no trust me it's no it is it's a thankless yeah. job 
<laughs> yeah, and it's unfortunate that people think that way, but I loved your viewpoint of, I want to experience all of this just to see what it's like. Right. You know what I mean? I think there's a special type of insight uh, when you're willing to put yourself out there and humble yourself and to just experience things, right? And for me, uh, that is directly related to pleasure because I really do think you have to give yourself permission to do that, right? Like you have to give yourself permission to experience things that might not be what people think you should or might be against what your family believes you should be doing or whatever it is. But you have to put yourself in a position where I'm just like, okay, I want to try this. I want to see, I want to challenge myself. I want to see how that is. And I think when it comes to understanding pleasure and its totality and its wholeness, um, as the physical, spiritual, and mental, um, you have to give yourself permission to do that. And right. so my next question uh, is, do, you, do y'all remember the first time that you gave yourself uh, permission to experience pleasure outside of childhood? Because I think childhood is a special type of um, uh, uh, life experience that everything's just coming at you really fast and you have so many firsts and like there's a lot more opportunities to be yourself. I'll go first again. I um I love that you guys presence the word permission because that is so huge and so key um, in, in my particular journey around pleasure. And so I would say within the last, honestly, which is sad because I'm 37 years old, but <laughs> within the last three to four years, is when I really, truly, I feel like, um, have started to discover um, my own pleasure in a really um, powerful way. Not like a surface, you know, physical pleasure, but like the totality of it. Um, My current relationship and my relationship before the one I'm in now have been like huge life lessons around pleasure for me because for so long I kind of was at I was at a place where I was, I'm such a servant. I like, I'm, I'm a giver. I'm a nurturer. I go, go, go for the, my world, the people in my life, people I care about. And, um, I really never, um, and I, and I kind of talked about the, pre- the pleasure aspect of life and like, and like kind of what do you want, which is kind of at the core of pleasure, right? What do you want? Um, I spoke about it in more of a personal development light, right. Um, to get people to kind of really understand, their power and like, you know, make moves in life. Um, but I never really asked myself that. And I never really gave myself permission to experience the fullness of that um, until very recently. Um, and I'm really, really grateful and excited <laughs> about that step because I know that as passionate as I am and as in touch with my divine um, self and, and spirit that I am, I know that that's going to like be a huge, you know, explosive world for me. Um, so I'm really, really excited for this, for this journey around pleasure. So when I saw the opportunity, I was like, oh my God, this is like another sign. Like I get to really, um, go there with myself and, and, and give myself permission over and over again. And I'm excited. No, I, I, uh, congratulations. First of all, I think it's a thing. Um, I'm noticing a pattern too, like, uh, what am I? 30, I'm 33 and I'm, I feel like it's, it's taken up to this point in the conversations that I've had, including some of the conversations that I've had in previous episodes to this point, right? Mm-hmm. To figure out like, oh, this whole time I really thought that I was, I was really satisfying myself and I wasn't, and I wasn't nowhere near that. And it does not, not just physically, but that's actually one of the things I talk about a lot. But, um, you know, 
as much as I was doing what I wanted to do and I was doing what I love to do with photography, it still didn't feel like I was allowing myself to be myself. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's an important aspect. Like all of these things go hand in hand, right? Like if I don't feel all right in my body, if I don't feel all right physically, because um, I do get a lot of pleasure from lifting, I get I love the way it feels. I love the way my body feels. I love how healthy I can be. And honestly, I like the way my body looks too. And that translates directly into, you know, how I feel with my sexual partners. Like if I don't feel like I am, if I don't feel sexy, it's hard for me to actually, you know, like be sexy in my wholeness. Um, And so all of those things, it it took a while to figure out like, oh, all of this is connected. So I have to take care of myself completely. And I feel like we as black folks um, don't typically do that. And we're just kind of learning that, right? Like even with everything that's going on, that's always been going on. I think now we're having conversations such as these with each other to be like, hey girl, you gotta take care of yourself. What you doing? What you up to? Um, That P word, permission. Yeah. It's, like a, it's almost like a collective consciousness around p- permission has kind of like <laughs> ascended upon us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's exciting. Exactly. And from the smallest little things, like right to the to the largest of them, but it's so beautiful to watch unfold. Oh yes, Amir, do you remember your first time <laughs> giving yourself permission to experience pleasure? So I feel like mine came. It came in the like a really unconventional way I would say um and this had to be like around the time I was like 18 going on 19 um I've been working literally like since I was 14 like my first job was at Foot Locker and like I was just trying to do what my grandmother who was raising me at the time wanted me to do which was just work go to school then work and you know go to school again and continue to work and I just didn't want to I felt really restricted. That's not really what I wanted to do. Um, And I literally had like $200 in my pocket. I just got up and I left and I went to New York and I started dancing. And from there, I just realized like, wow, this is something that I would never do. Like what possessed me to do this? And I just, from there on, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to do things that make me happier, that that boost me in some way. Um, So I've just been like that hence why you know I've been like okay I'm gonna try different jobs like I don't care what field it is I'm gonna learn you know like this this excites me this is this is great because I'm doing what I want to do so yeah yeah there's freedom in that right and I'm like um it's it's one of those I like I said I personally believe the more you experience the more you can have some type of insight Right, and then yeah. build on that. Right. I wanted to um, share something. Although, um, more recently, I've been connecting in a deeper way with um, my own pleasure. I would say that on a kind of like subconscious level, I didn't even realize it until just now. I just made the connections when Amira spoke of just doing what she wanted to do. Um, I did have that experience when I first. Um, started working in the culinary um, industry and in the hospitality industry when I started um, working for other people I I knew quickly I realized quickly that it wasn't for me right Mm -hmm. and so I made a 
very quick decision and I started calculating how I could create this because I love hospitality. I, I was in that's hospitality field for years. I love it, right? I love being a service to people. I love creating experiences for people. I love cooking, but I did not want to do it in the way that it, it's done traditionally because it's it's it doesn't it's not very um, rewarding and very uh, kind to the people. I feel like they te- treat people like the disposable in the mirror. I'm sure you can attest to that. Yeah. Um, they don't care about their people. They don't treat them well. And they, they work them really hard. And so I'm like, I want to create this, but not in this way. I want to do it in my own way with a lot of love and a lot of care. And I knew that I wanted to create my own company. I wanted to work for myself and be able to provide people these experiences, right? And so in some ways, when, when we were just said, just kind of like doing what she wanted to do, I guess in that way, I subconsciously was tapping in, but didn't really realize it, right? Um, but I did have a desire to feel good about what I was doing, even if I didn't have a, a roadmap, I had to create it on my own. So just wanted to add that. Yeah, I think there's something that naturally, that I think sometimes people ignore uh, because of society, mm-hmm. that there's something in us that tells us exactly who we are and what we wanna do um, and how we wanna do it, or I should say where we wanna go with it because we mm-hmm. have to discover how to do it, right? Like I, I feel that way. Um, with entrepreneurship, yeah, I agree with that. I knew that I wanted to be on my own time. I wanted to run my own stuff. I wanted freedom and flexibility. And I got there and I realized, you know, I'm missing brunches with my friends. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I can barely make it to family events and things like that. And so what I started actually experiencing was just the just my life not necessarily falling apart but becoming very mundane and boring like I was barely seen by my folks I was not even receiving any type of sexual pleasure and I didn't really have time to date and everything was honestly in complete chaos so like and I'm thinking about it spiritually was a mess too and it was really hard to connect with folks it was it was just a really difficult thing until one day I decided okay well what does my life look like like, and what does happiness look like to me? Mm-hmm. Okay, how can we get there? And these these are the steps to make this happen. And then also introducing to myself to other things. I'm like, okay, I have to condition myself to think that that's okay. So that's when the BDSN discipline comes in too. And it's like, that was very healing for me because it taught me how to voice my needs and my wants and dis- and have discernment with that, but also demand the same type of enthusiasm in return, whether that's a separate person or a contract or a project, whatever it is, it has to give me that same vibe, that same energy, because otherwise it's not worth my time. And um, that made a huge difference. Everything started picking up once I decided that. And, you know, I think there is a level of privilege to be able to say that as well, but it's a it's a journey right it's a journey absolutely i'm talking more than i normally do (laughs) i love it though it's like release (laughs) (laughs) so my third question is in terms of romantic connections how has the conversation about pleasure morphed throughout your life so again this looks different whether this is asking like hey these are my love languages i would love for you to be reciprocal with that or it's like, hey, I love penetration. Let's talk about that. Or it's like, hey, maybe we might need to open up this relationship a little bit because that's 
going to help me receive the needs that I, I that I, I really honestly need to function. So uh, whoever would like to go first? Ooh, um, I'll go first this time. Um, so I realized like in the beginning of me dating, I haven't been dating that long, <laughs> um, but I had a, I had a lot of trouble like just telling my partner like exactly what it was that I wanted or needed in the relationship. Like I just, I never said anything, you know, stuff would bother me and annoy me and, and I just would never say anything. So like, you know, more recently in that aspect, I started to communicate more and just, you know, do just do things that I didn't normally do in a relationship. Um, so now that I'm okay with asking, you know, for what I need or what I want, like it, it has opened up like a lot, not, not even just like on the, on a regular level, like mentally or anything like that, but even just like physically, like sensually and stuff like that. Um, yeah. I don't know if I want to <laughs> dive into the stuff that I like have gotten into, but it's been great. Like just, again, I'll just bring it back to the fact that I, try everything once just to see if I like it. Permission yeah. again. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, on a previous cast, uh, I think it was Kai talking about the art of anal, right? And one of the things that she was, I know that's a far example, but one of the things that she was talking about, she was like, you know, people a lot of times don't even know why they will say like why they don't want to try something. Yeah. Like they can't even tell you why, you know, it's totally different. It's like, Oh, I'm totally not into it. Or like, I know I wouldn't like that, but some people just automatically say no without realizing why. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I like to try everything once too. <laughs> uh, I'm just a naturally curious person. I'm just yeah. a naturally curious yeah. person. Like I have to be like, okay, yeah, no, I don't like that. Like it's really hard for me because my, my scientific brain would be like, well, do you really like know that? Because there's no data here to show that that's true. <laughs> like, you don't really know. Like, there's still a possibility that you could be wrong. Like, every every decision or every thought that I have, I'm like, there's a possibility that you could be wrong. And I'm either like, yeah, or like, whatever, okay. <laughs> um, but... Uh, that's that's so fascinating. I'm seeing like these these themes of uh, risk taking was another one. The first episode of season two talks about that is preparing your mind for pleasure and importance to, of being open to risk taking and like how that could take you places that you never thought you would go. Mm. Yeah, so that's kind of cool. Uh, Nina, did I interrupt you? Because I feel like I might interrupt. Mm -hmm. you. No, I hadn't. I hadn't started. <laughs> okay, cool. Okay. Can you name your top five favorite things? And it could be like any action, any action verbs, but your top or nouns, I guess. Both. <laughs> yes. Top five favorite things. Anything? Anything. Mm -hmm. Only five. Okay. <clears throat> just, just yell them out or? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um... So music, um, five is hard because I have a lot of love. Um, who 
crystals. Art. Nature. And women. <laughs> How about you, Amira? Uh, let me see. I love music. Um, art. Uh, weed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I love documentaries and I like when it rains. I don't, yeah. Oh, that's nice. So. <laughs> what hard. is it? Right, wasn't it? <laughs> so music. Music comes up a lot in, in conversations around pleasure, right? Because if you think about how often we, we hear it or how often we experience it, right? Whether that's a playlist um, when you're getting it in or uh, at a concert, physical experience, right? Or uh, spiritually at church or any type of religious or spiritual organization, or even a drum beat, can that those frequencies can really... Um, massage and revitalize our energies. Mm -hmm. What is it about music that you like in particular? Mm. We have we, how much more time we have? Oh, we got like. <laughs> so feel free to like talk. It's real casual, but we do have like about twenty more minutes. So music is my first love. So that's that's, that's something I can talk about all day and all night. I think for me, um, what it is, and it's crazy because it's the same thing that it is with for pleasure and I was recently writing a um uh an in, uh, entry for a queer polyamorous uh book that's coming out and it's the same energy that I was writing about my poly journey and it's all related and goes back to freedom and that's what music um represents for me when I'm in that space either if I'm listening to it or if I'm actually performing myself or singing like I literally feel the freest that I ever feel you know what I mean I feel also that music has a the capability the capacity to really tap you into to divine energies and so you're literally like a, a portal like you're open and you're getting all this like divine energy poured into you and as you're pouring out as well like this kind of like this beautiful vortex that you create in my opinion when you are experiencing music and so for me that's what it is it's it's like pure freedom and bliss yeah, yeah, I love yeah. music. Always have. <laughs> yeah, you just do like gets in your spirit. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm. Yeah, I agree with what Nina said. Um, for me, like, it's like mandatory for me. I have to listen to music with some headphones. Like, I have to. <laughs> like, I gotta be up in there. Like, I gotta hear it. Um, cause I love to like, kind of break down like the production, like the under layers of the track, the way they laid the track. Like I love to break that down. Um, and even though like, you know, trap music, it's a really, I guess <laughs> in society, it's a bad name. Um, if you actually really, really, really listen at the, like to the production, it is amazing. <laughs> Those <laughs> engineers, like they, they are amazing. They are wizards. Like it's great. Um, but yeah, like it just, music just takes me like on a journey. Like every time I listen to it, no matter what type of song it is, cause I listen to a little bit of everything Same. and yeah, like it just depending on the song itself. Like I can literally just be transformed. Like I can hear the story. I can hear the idea. Like I can hear everything from 
a song. Like it's it's great. Like I love music so much. <laughs> I really do. Yeah. Do you have a favorite artist? Ooh, well, what genre? We don't have I'm enough to say. For that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, that that no, that's a real thing. I don't really have one either. I can say though, there's something about Whitney Houston's voice that calms me. Um, only certain songs though. Like she's actually not an artist that would go album other than I can't remember that one she released in the '90s. Uh, but it's like a picture of her on it, and it's beside the point. Anyway, um, but there's something really calming about her voice that makes me remember. Like, you know, cross-country trips with my parents or, like, mm. just, you know, listening to the bodyguard tape on my Walkman. Um, Not a Walkman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. Um, art also came up on both of y'all's list. What is it about art? Um, it can be any medium that really speaks to you. Uh, so for me, like, I've, I've been drawn like my whole life basically. And I don't know, like when I put, cause pen to paper is my medium. Like that's what I like to do. Like I tried to get into the digital world. It's just, it doesn't feel the same for me. So I love like a traditional just pen to paper. Um, and I think that's why like I'm getting into tattooing and enjoying that because that's a little different. It's still me physically holding something, but I get to put you know, my drawing or whatever on someone's body. So that's great, you know. Um, but it just, it's something about it that just, like, it's just great. Like, I just, I don't really feel like I'm thinking about too much. Like, it's just me and that piece of paper. Um, and then I know, like, I can, I could feel, like, a lot of people's just what they put into that piece that they made, whether it is digital or not. Like, I could just feel it. Like, you could feel what they were feeling on certain parts. Like, it's just great. Um, in any aspect, like dancing, you can feel a person's energy. You can feel like the emotion that they're trying to translate to you, uh, performances, actors, like the way they, you know, involve themselves in a role to give you a certain feeling. Like it's just, art is amazing. That's, that's all I can say. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Okay. Dope. All right. Let's take two seconds. Um, Honestly, this has been great, guys. Um, how does everyone feel? Mm, I really don't want. I have so many. <laughs> it's funny because I like I think about this in like like chapters in a book, right? Because to me, every se- season is gonna have like a theme. So this season was pleasure, but like pleasure is such a broad term, right? And then mm-hmm. most people love talking about sex and the sensuality. And I'm like, my issue with folks is I love talking about sex and sensuality. However, some people want to talk about sex without understanding pleasure, Mm. which is why they perform. And it's more so an act instead of an experience. And it's just like, you know, I really truly believe the understanding that everything is connected you can understand yourself more and honestly just experience life more pleasurably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and more depth and not just scratching the surface. Yeah, yeah. Like, And so I'm like, okay, well, panels are always interesting because I like to keep it very casual. 
But at the same time, because I wanted to relate to people like you've listened to these podcasts to this point. What are your thoughts? Like, what are other people's thoughts on whether it's sex or anal or BDSM and kink, which was a fun, that was a fun episode. It's always fun talking about that. Um, uh, traveling and what you learn from your parents and everything that, that makes up you, right? Like what, that's not even a question, but I, I often think about every single thing that's happened to you is cumulative in who you are now, right? Absolutely. Somewhere, even if you've healed it, you've acknowledged it, it's still there, right? Because you had to acknowledge it to heal it. And it's like, well, what was that journey like? Like, what was it? Not even that. Like, it's so deeper than, like, me being like, oh, well, you know, I recently figured out how to say yes to myself, even though that's extremely profound. That is extremely profound. But, like, we never think about the little things. Like I said, with the Walkman or, like, the feeling of, of working out and you, you like the first time you work out and you're not out of breath, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that's a, that's a thing. Or like, yo, oh, when that movie theater popcorn is perfect mm. or like the way your lover's hair smells. And like the first time where you guys are in sync looking at each other and then you realize you're staring at each other. While you're mm-hmm. Come on. Oh, it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and I think it's hard to talk about those things because there's a level of vulnerability. But I also think it's hard to talk about those things because we kind of don't realize how pleasurable they are. You know, absolutely. New sneakers, the feeling of like new shoes, or like the, the way smell you- of new shoes. Yes. Oh, oh man, I'm a happy shame. hour. Oh. <laughs> happy hour and your friends come and then like they give you yeah. a discount so you don't have to even pay a bill <laughs> or the collective experience when the song that's everybody's song comes on and everybody mm-hmm. goes everybody in everybody get hyped yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> doing the electric slide with a group of people that you don't even know but yeah. everybody's on the same beat like there's there is so much about this and so much about life that I think we as black people, we tend to enjoy a little bit more because historically how people have treated us on this earth, mm-hmm. just because of the color of our skin. But, Absolutely. and I definitely do There's think there's a special connection there of being able to find joy um, when things are so dark. I think there's something to that. But what I, what I want to explore on this podcast, and even if y'all have thoughts on this, is that like, how you move forward and make sure that you're you're you are growing and not succumbing to this giant idea that not only that people say that you know you weren't good enough but you don't deserve happiness and you don't deserve pleasure you know like even with people who deal with cishet men right like this whole idea that sexuality and um uh uh, just honestly, sexual enjoyment is centered around maleness is honestly, it's fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's really weird. And so um, it, it's just like breaking those those curses and these barriers to understand regardless of what you want, as long as it doesn't hurt anybody else in terms of, you know, like oppressing them or killing them or maiming them or something like that. 
why not? You know, so that's my soapbox for today. <laughs> I think I think the key to to answer your question, I think the key to kind of remaining committed to that journey of pleasure and centering yourself in your pleasure is um, to always remember your connection to the divine. Like that is it. Because when you're in your God self, you're like, of course I deserve everything at every moment of this lifetime. And that's pretty, pretty much it. It kind of is a, a grand opening, grand closing kind of situation. You know what I mean? I feel like when we forget who we are, right, and we are not operating in our God selves, that's when we kind of get out of that um, that that birthright space, right, in terms of pleasure. Yes. Um, but as long as we stay there and we have, you know, and we kind of surround ourselves with people and experiences that remind us of our divinity, um, then we all always get back to to that. And also, I feel like keeping lines of communication open with ourselves, honest communication open with ourselves. And I'm speaking to the choir, preaching to the choir, because that's me, right? Um, because that it also that's also key, because even though you may experience um, your God self and, you know, your your birthright of, of pleasure, if you can't communicate your needs and desires um, effectively, then it kind of leads you back into a, a space of not being fulfilled as well. So, yes. so that's my two cents. Yes, I completely agree. Yeah, so, yeah, so completely, like, agree with Nina, like, you gotta just check yourself and, like, just emotionally, mentally, physically, all that, you have to check yourself, because you can overdo it, like, just real easy, Um, and then it doesn't really bring you anything, like you said, it becomes, like, a chore, like, a task, like, yeah, so just check yourself, simple as that. Awesome sauce. Well, we are at 37 minutes, so we did that, y'all. Um, <laughs> can you, can, uh, let's go Nina first, because you pop up on my thing first. Uh, can you tell people where they can find and follow you? Yes. Um, I am Nina F. Love on Facebook, Queen underscore Nina Free Love on Instagram, and my business pages, um, if you are interested in all things holistic wellness and financial wellness. I'm um, <clears throat> underscore healthy dot wealthy on Instagram, healthy and wealthy on Facebook. And yeah, that's where you can find me. Awesome. How about you, Amira? Um, so you can find me on Facebook. It's Amira J, like J-A-Y. Um, and then on Instagram, my handle is artificial. It's art.o.fyshal. So that's it. Awesome. Thank you all for coming on and thank you all for listening.